This episode is brought to you by Dragon Snack Games, Buffalo's full-line hobby game store featuring one of Western New York's largest selection of board games, gaming miniatures, model paint, dice, role-playing games, collectible card games, and more. I have actually been to this place. It's massive, much bigger than you would think. Check it out. That's Dragon Snack Games. Hello, Nomads, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. My name is Brandon, and we're going to be talking about the second episode of the first season of the Book of Boba Fett show, and it is called... The Tribes of Tatooine. Tribes of Tatooine. Yes, sir. That's a cool title. I'll tell you what, they know how to name these uh, these episodes. Those are, these are oh, cool yeah. names, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, who am I here with? I'm here with Eric. Hello. And Dave. Ichuta. Yeah, nice. The, the old classic Hotties curse. <laughs> is that really what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the oh, assassin. Okay. That's, that's what the assassin yeah, spits back at Boba today. Oh, okay. All and right, cool. Uh, Jabba throws it at Solo at some point in the first movies. Okay. I don't know okay. quite what it I means. Guess nice callback. That's what the internet yeah. says. Uh, so, anyways, this show, right? Um. We're we're basically just doing hot takes, just quick reactions. We're Star Wars fans, and this is highly focused, like thirty minutes or less, and we just want to get into it and just kind of speak from just our reactions to it. So I haven't even talked to you guys since I watched it, and I think we all just watched it, finished it up within the last fifteen twenty minutes. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what did you guys think of this episode? Um, I I liked it overall. I don't. I was struggling to figure out if I liked it more than the first episode or not. I think I did a little bit. I think there was some more scenes that I enjoyed um, in this episode over the first one. But as far as like if we want to give it a rating right off the bat, I would say I probably stick with my 8.5 that I did last episode as well. I think it's kind of on the same level. Okay, it's it was a good one. A lot of world building. It's like, uh, like I don't know about you guys, like the Tuscan Raider stuff, all the flashback stuff. Like it's cool and all. Like the train scene that was pretty badass. Yeah, that was fun. But I want to see it's more. Basically, it's present day. Basically a western. Yeah, the the hut the hut standoff. I was hoping that that would keep. Moving yeah, the forward. Mexican standoff with the huts. But yeah, the hut seems like it's going to be like the season arching storyline and that mm-hmm. won't not going to end up coming to completion for at least a couple episodes but the backstory ones the train things like tattooing native americans fucking shit up like dirty galactic expansion across their lands it definitely felt like that it, like you know how everybody was saying all right so mandalorian is gonna be a western but in star wars and i'm like and it kind of was but mm-hmm. now, after seeing these last two episodes, especially this dude, this episode, is straight up a train heist. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, straight, yeah. straight out of a Western. Yeah. This, everything about it. Like you said, Dave, like they're the Native Americans and we thought you were savages and all that stuff. And um, totally it was. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say I would give it a, a seven and a half. I struggle okay. with the Tuscan Raider content, even though this it was cool seeing the action. It was good. I just, but... I just they're just not a part of star Wars I've ever, it's like 
what's next Jawas? so i just i personally yeah i'm i have no interest i adore all the other stuff though scum and villainy and mm. like the present day is great like when they go into that casino and you see people like gambling and max yeah, rebo yeah. still i love it still playing the he's, playing he's his jizz still music. Jizz wailing yeah he's wailing on that jizzer so we realize we learned that it's not called jazz in star wars apparently it's oh, called yeah. jizz so well, I already knew that, but like it was, I didn't know. I love that. Like I love that everyone's just discovering that. Whose idea that time. was? Or yeah, it was George Lucas. That sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? <sighs> Let's go through the story and uh, kind of talk about the moments that happened because I think I'm gonna be like it was last time. You know, I really like the stuff that is in the present day. Um more than mm-hmm. the stuff about where he came from. So I'm, and I'm also, I don't know. I I hope this is it. I hope there's like the next episode is like the, how he left them, but yeah, maybe, he, maybe that's... not. Maybe you know, I mean, he, he kind of was with I them. I feel like we'll, we'll probably get this duality um, of like present and past. Like, I feel like probably throughout the whole season until it kind of comes together to a head. Some Tuscans will show up in like the last episode and help them fuck the hot. Probably. Up. Call it, call it right there. I'm hoping that they do less and less of the flashbacks and like focus, like you said, focus more on some of the the current day stuff. Because I find I find that stuff more interesting as well. Like I want to know, you know, this rivalry between the Huts and Boba Fett, like where that's gonna go and you know how they're gonna uh, interact with each other. Well, so. whenever he's thinking, whenever he's having this flashbacks, that means he's in the back of the tank. That mm-hmm. means. He's not fighting. I mean, not that like the older Boba Fett's got to go around fist fighting every episode, but I mean, you know what we sign up for. It's Boba Fett. Come on. Oh, yeah. You know? So I'm just just being honest. Yeah. At a certain yeah. point, they're going to have to get to like, because I was wondering, like, you know, why did he even bother staying with them? Because like they took him prisoner basically and treated him like shit and was just, I don't know what they were even keeping him around for at a certain point, but, um, why he ends up leaving is going to be an interesting part of the story too. Why he leaves the Tuscan Raiders and goes, cause we were talking last one about like, what's Boba's motivation. What is, what is best in life? Boba, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, right. crush your enemies to hear the lamentation of your women and to see them driven before you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I mean, it, it was nice seeing that this episode left p- picks up right where kind of where the last episode left off where Fennec oh, was yeah. sent to, Get one of the assassins alive, and Boba and his Gungorian guards. I'm sorry, Gamardian guards took him back to um, the palace. The palace, yep. And are we? What do we call that palace? By the way, Fett's palace. I guess. Uh, I mean, to me, it's always just Jabba's palace. But yeah, I guess it's yeah. Fett's palace now. Um, but yeah, so you know, he's he's taken back, and then yeah, so she. It starts off with her kind of bringing that assassin back. I actually They're interrogating thought, him. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool i was like where is this gonna go are they just gonna kill him he's like no and then they uh, open up that rancor pit <laughs> dude i was so excited was like, when, oh, they, yeah, they, when they were like how do you you know how are you gonna deal with a rancor and i'm like yo they got a rancor and then the fake yeah. out was just was There's really no good way. you can work your way up to a rancor it's like is there is there i don't know is there more than one rancor can they just go out and capture a rancor yeah they're all over the back, place you know you know, all, well, I mean, in the I games, like Force Unleashed, they're all over the place. So, right, yeah, and there's, you, yep. yeah, there's one in the Knights of the Old Republic and stuff. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, I can't imagine them going out and just capturing another right. Rancor. You never know. That could be something cool this season. It could be like their Cry at Dragon episode. That would be cool. Get ourselves a fucking So let's, let's get to probably one of the highlights of the episode, uh, which is basically him and Fennec take Assassin and he's like, all right, I know who did this. It's It was the... Uh, Oh, no, the assassin. Well, the assassin admits that he was sent by the mayor. mayor. Yeah. Because he was scared. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. And so then they go to the mayor and it was really cool how he does it because they're trying to be all like manager, like, oh, you know, let me speak to your manager. Oh, if I can just kind of help you. He just walks through. The slimy guy pops right out. As soon as you see his Mm -hmm. slimy face, I had to chuckle. It was good. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And I also I noticed just how gorgeous, like when he, when Boba Fett has the helmet on. He just looks so cool, and I and wish he. Would we haven't it got out. yeah. We didn't. We haven't gotten that much of that yet. Keeps taking which, it like, off. That's what everybody wants, you know, is to see Boba Fett like that in action. But we'll like, save yeah, it he for keeps the taking off his helmet. Like the last two episodes oh, will just be balls wild. They're teasing oh, yeah. us. I'm sure that everybody they know what they're on. doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how he just busts into the mayor's chambers and he's just like ignoring his like handler. He's just walking in, doing you know, doing what he wants to do. But one thing I one touch that I thought was really cool was like the mayor had like a translator, which we don't see that that often. Usually it's like a, you know, you just yeah. see the subtitles and somehow the person understands whatever language well, they're speaking. How I mean, usually, my, yeah, like how do a lot of these aliens speak hu- it, like, wor- like words <laughs> mm-hmm. the way we right. would? But I, his his mouth was like opening up on the sides. Yeah, I thought that was so really I, cool. That was really cool. Again, like I want, this is what I want to see, especially in like the more urban areas of Tatooine, because the 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 amount of creatures and that was like what was always cool about the first Star Wars movie is like you get introduced to the cat cantina so early and Luke is just looking around. I was like that was just always creepy but fascinating and fun mm-hmm. and you know. So it's I want to see that. So I love the creature design. Thought he looked really cool. I think one of them was yep. in the original canteen. I forget what their race is called, like a Thorians or something like that. But they're, mm-hmm. yep. they're one of those minor, minor races. Like even when they're walking down the street to the place, like you're just showing like Trandoshans on the side. Like they're just having tea on the side of the road or whatever they're doing with yeah. their nasty lizard yellow eyes. Like even those shots are just fucking cool. But yeah, definitely mm-hmm. looking for more urban more urban fights and I don't know. So he like goes to um I forget the her name. She's the Twilight, right? That like she's the, the tan colored Twilight that like, runs yep, the casino. casino. Yeah. They they go to her place. When he leaves, it, it's like it's a really cool shot. He looks very crisp. He looks super cool. Him and Fennec go out and mm-hmm. uh you can see like he's got that red light zipping back and forth on his chest plate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a really nice because you got to be very careful when you take these iconic characters, especially they're not iconic just because of I don't know like Boba Fett is straight up iconic for how he looks. <laughs> like oh, yeah, that's his whole sure. thing is he just looks cool in the idea and the mystery of him, right? Because he only has like five words and <laughs> before the movies, right? So I mean before the show. So uh, I just think that it's really cool how they just this little touch of. It just brings his suit to life. Well, and we talked about it last time. Like they changed the design of his armor for the show, but I think they did it in a really smart way, and it looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just keep your helmet on, man. Oh, and then okay. So then, so so they're in the casino. 
they have the uh, like that drum kind of like what the hell is that? Something stomping kind right. of thing, and they, the oh, jizz stops. <laughs> yep, the the jizz music stops, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> stop the jazz music. Uh, and then they go outside, and I don't know. I'm gonna say something that's very weird, and I I don't know. I think it's weird, but so they reveal <laughs> these huts, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Hell twins. yeah. The yeah. big twins. I was like, that is so cool. Because like, what are you talking about? So they reveal themselves. And I will say that the CG in the show was really good. But with the mm-hmm. huts, I thought they looked kind of bad. And I was like. Dude, they looked they... like they did. Remember when they redid. Yes. The, or uh, redid Jabba the Hutt. Yes. In, uh, in, uh, in A New Hope. A New Hope. It looked yep. like that. I was like, did yes, they? I thought the same exact thing. Because you know that they didn't have to do that. They, I was applauding how good the CG was in the last episode, and after the train episode, I mean, like, or the train uh, segment of the of the episode, it's like, okay, so they have the ability to make things look stunning in this show, but these these huts look kind of crude, kind of dated. Even, I didn't so. even really notice them. I just I was too busy watching like the the dude hut of the twins, like. He was like palming or was like wiping the sweat off his body with like a rat or something or like a live animal. I thought he was gonna pop. Yeah. I was waiting for him to <laughs> pop it in his mouth and just chew on it. It's kind of hilarious, but mm-hmm. I felt bad for those like people carrying them. I don't think those people could hold up. I know, like they were all like wincing for, and like grunting. I was waiting for Boba to pop one of them in the knee and have the whole thing fall over, and you know, chaos ensues. But that would that would have been good. Cool part on this and this was when they brought out like their bounty hunter dude. And it's like the badass oh, this giant, like black furred uh, Wookie that carrying like a light machine gun, and he is just massive, and he looks like he is Dude, ready yeah, to he, fuck he's some a shit warrior. Up. Thank uh, you for bringing a Wookie into the show. Other, that's not Boba Fett. I'm sorry, but that's not Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca. Or that's Chewbacca's like, cousin. Or, or like just ones that look like him, and they're just kind of in the scene, just, but they don't have yeah. a. They're not a character. Like finally, not all Wookiees are character. good. But apparently, he came from the uh, Star Wars Darth Vader's comic book. Yeah, I had to look this up. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know. I was kind of curious. His name. His name is Black Kirstan, Kirstantan, something. Kirstantan. Mm, okay. That's what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, super. Yeah, this he'll, was definitely he'll pop the... his nose in later. Uh-huh. This was definitely the highlight of the episode. Like like we said, it's like a Mexican standoff. You can just like feel the tension between Boba Fett and the Huts. Like, you know, there's this power struggle that going on there, you know, for control of Mos Espa. And, you know, you know, that's going to come to a head at some point because the Huts kind of back down. But they say, like, we'll be back, basically, like sleep lightly, Bounty Hunter. Yes. And the look that Wookiee gives him. It's yeah. like crazy eyes. And he like, like growls at him. Oh, I loved it. And I'm like, oh, dude. Like, I was just like, and that sucks because they do this shit. They should have done this at the end of the episode, to be honest with you. It should have just had him sleeping in the box of the tank, going through the other stuff. Because I think mm-hmm. it's, even though it's pretty good. Yeah, because it got me it got me pumped. Like, yeah. oh, yeah what's, yeah, what's next, you know? Not that the, ta- the Tuscan Raider stuff was anticlimactic or anything but it's just it's all in the past so there's no like yeah. worry about anything there's no nothing crazy yeah, is happening. it's in You're the past talking you know, in sign lives. language and all you hear is boba talking the entire time but so another mm-hmm. i think i don't know if this whole season's going to be written written be written by favro but he has written the first two episodes so okay at least okay. you know it's in you know it's in good hands so i feel confident that that's the story will you know mm-hmm. play out nicely. okay that, made, that does make me I didn't notice that, but that makes me feel better that 
Yeah, if especially if he is doing because the guy has a vision mm-hmm. and he's just he's just just going yeah. through his era. I mean, he's just the guy is just got it figured out. He knows how to give fans what they want. I mean, I don't know. He's he's great. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, it, it transitions into. It, did I forget anything else with the present day stuff? Because otherwise, no, no. This is kind of where this is where it goes into Boba Fett training more with the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into like the big old drive-by train scene where this huge ass speeder train comes speeding along the sand and just starts shooting at the Tuscan Raiders, uh, killing a bunch of them and killing a bunch of Banthas and all that. So, um, how come a Bantha goes down in one shot, but like you'll see a Tuscan Raider take yeah. one shot and I was he's wondering like that too. Able to get up. And you got to like, imagine those Banthas have thick skin, you know? Yeah, it's all like that a fucking woolly mammoth. It could be like a goat where like, you know how like a goat will just like run and then like get scared and freeze and it just falls to the yeah. ground. I wonder if Banthas have that thing where they just like, I got shot <laughs> and they just play <laughs> yeah. dead, you know? Maybe. Could but be. I, it, yeah. it was, the cinematography was really good though. Like even though I wasn't, even though it's slow and I understand why they're doing this because they're kind of explaining, yo, you remember when Boba Fett showed up and he whooped everyone's ass with this thing? Like how did he learn how mm-hmm. to do this? All right, I get it. I definitely get this, um, but I thought it was gorgeous to look at. I mean, it's got to be hard to to shoot uh, out in the sun like that, and well, unless it's in a studio. But yeah, maybe it's in a studio. I don't it's know. Probably I, I thought... the that unreal stuff. I've... Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it is. A lot of either way, it looks be. great. Yeah, yeah. You yes, can't really tell. Sure. You can't tell any difference. He's, they still don't have. He finally got a hood this episode because he goes through. His training, yeah. and he learns how to fight yeah, with cool. the stick, and then he goes on a vision quest and finds a stick to make his own stick, which was yep. kind of yeah, crazy. pretty predictable. Pretty, yeah, like we've seen this, like where like the person is a good fighter in their own right, but then they they meet this other kind of culture, mm-hmm. and they show them like here you can also learn this way, and they struggle and all that stuff, and then eventually they they get really good at it. But it well, is. I want to go back. I want to go back to this. Yeah. Uh-huh. This uh, Terminator 2 bar scene where he fucking shows <laughs> <forgot> up. <laughs> he just shows up and starts bashing everybody's face in. And then he jacks their speeder bikes and takes them all back. That's one dev uh, giveaway. When, great. when that scene started and they showed like the people in the, you know, in the bar or whatever, they immediately showed like mm-hmm. the two humans. And I'm like, damn, these people are too clean and too pretty. Something's... Obviously, they're like yeah, uh, they're out of place. Like they're gonna, they don't belong. They'll in show there. up again. Yeah, they definitely don't belong there. Like people with nice skin with no dirt on their face. I'm like, that was a little. Yeah, I weird. noticed that. Like, I don't know. You know something interesting that I noticed at the bar? Is this the first time we've seen a video game in the Star Wars universe? Did you see, notice they had like a little cocktail table and like two of those dudes were playing? They had it? one on Hans I, I, on the Millennium Falcon. They have that chess game. Is it well, that? That's a board. Uh, that's game. not a video game. That's a board game. This was an actual video game. I didn't even see it. This was an. It was like a cocktail type little table really? thing. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Check that yeah, out. I thought that was cool. So yeah, it's always cool to see Boba Fett just knock some skulls around. Uh, I got a. I got a decent chuckle out of like the speeder bike lessons for the. With the oh, like when the one goes backwards fun. and shit. That mm-hmm. was good. Oh yeah, I mean that stuff is. It's great. I, I also like that they start, started taking it apart, and he's like, "No, no, God, <laughs> don't do that." Yeah, we can use them. <laughs> to keep up with the train. So, and then I would say the train scene was great. Like, the train I, scene was great. It was space uh, train it was heist. Very, yeah. 
it was very cool. Very, like you said, it's very standard, like, you know, Western train heist, but it was still well, they, pretty uh, awesome. There's only so many ways that you can rob a train. It's usually yeah. involves climbing onto it or going from the back to the front, but the, you know, a lot of the cool stuff. The, the one that's in the all black, the one Tus- Tuscan warrior, I think there's like uh, the family. There's like everyone else is part of the tribe, but then there's like the actual li- like family, like the the leader yep. he's wearing black there's like well there's his, the chieftain in there there's like the warrior yeah, yeah and the warrior um badass the one that's training mm-hmm. boba fett how to fight but uh they go is it a he or a she i don't know i i know it's a I woman that is a soul double, but yeah any of them <laughs> i'm gonna go that it, I, i'm starting to think that might be a female because it's very slender <laughs> um so i'll just say she for right now but i want to know what the tuscan raiders look like under the mask yeah. i don't know do we do we get to see that i don't know but anyway she she crashes her speeder into the thing and makes us jump like, that, was that was cool because cool. like we kind of yeah. seen like how hard it was just to do that it's like all right all right so she got on and then she sneaks not she doesn't go on like on top like everyone else's she actually goes inside i'm like yeah and you just see this cool shot where the camera's just going left and she's just fucking people up like a soup like captain america's mm-hmm. in there kind of like taking people out and i thought it was cool but then <laughs> She like pops her head up, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh no, no, there's like, there's like two more back there." He's like, "Oh, all right," and they just get pulled one by one. And I thought it was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was just kind of comical but cool action. And at the same time, I love the tra- the train scene and that fucking conductor mm-hmm. robot shit. Yeah, the droid <laughs> just, just abandoned ship. It's just, just panicking. Jumps out. Yep, panicking and he's just like, oh, trying to get this. the fuck out of there as quick as he could, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Yep. Yeah, and then after that, he proves himself. So then he gets to do his vision quest with a. Yeah, it's good old lizard, lizard up the nose. Yeah, whatever. Well, hold it on. But before that, though, trippy as hell. The guys, the so the speech, the like the crew or whatever that oh, was. Yep, sorry. On the train, mm-hmm. they were delivering spi- like was it drugs or sugar or what is the spice? Spices, drugs. Yeah, I don't. It's from Dune. <laughs> spice it's drugs. Yeah, right. I, think, like I feel like that was a reference. Is it drugs? Yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah. So, this is where we also learn a little bit more of connecting, like, the adventures of Han Solo, right? Because Kessel, right? He's a... Spice mind. He talks about... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, dude, are we going to go back there? You know? I don't know. Probably not. But still, it, it was like, what's that all about? And, like, why does he care about Spice? And, like, why was that the question? Right. So, right. I, I wish I knew more of Boba's, like... And like last episode, I was saying like, what is he living for? You know, like, what is his goal? You know, now that mm-hmm. he's like, like a crime lord or not, whatever. Now that he's taken over Hut's place, like, what is he trying to do? So like again, like, why does he care about spice? Well, they're probably uh, they're, they're probably trading drugs in his territory. He wants uh, if you're gonna have spice coming through, you're gonna have to. I forget what he calls like the, the kingpin of the area. He keeps using like a a word for it, but I got his take his cut. Doma something yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Dymo. Dymo. That's Dymo. what it is. Yep. Kingpin. Sure. But it's not, he's not a Moss Eisley either. He said it's Moss Espa. So, which is also kind of cool to know that there's a mm-hmm. differentiation because yep. I always thought that Jabba was in Moss Eisley because that's kind of where they were in the movies. But then, yeah, Jabba's just always out in the desert. You know, I never knew what city mm-hmm. he was nearby, which was kind of cool. There's, yeah. A couple different, yeah, big cities on Tatooine. Well, anyways, I don't know. So, I mean, that that was basically the episode, right? So he, mm-hmm. we have some really cool action. We get teased early on in this episode, 
I think everybody is a big fan of that. But I, I, I don't know. I went on Twitter and I see people, they're loving this. So, I mean, hey, if you yeah. like, if you want to learn more about the Tuscan Readers, I bet you're having a blast. Me personally, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. They, they I kind of like them being this mischievous, not like Jawas where they're mischievous, but Tuscan think, Raiders yeah. were just always kind of shooting at you and kind of They're dangerous. definitely doing some work to like humanize them, I guess, and like see where they're coming from. Like they have their own tribes and traditions and everything. But like you said, you know, it depends on whether you care about that aspect of Star Wars or not. And, you know, at this point, I care more about what's going on in present day, like you were saying. Um, so I definitely want to see where a lot more of that stuff goes. Um, I hope the flashbacks get lesser. Or like at this point in the next episode, he leaves the tribe and, you know, it kind of transitions to his own story. Um, Once he gets through the more, backstory so. and kind of fill in the gap between the end of Return of the Jedi and, you know, where where he is technically now in the universe. Yeah. Because at one point right. he's going to leave the tribe and he's yeah. going to go. Gone, well, actually, no, kind of gunning around with the Mandalorian is kind of how he left the tribe, I'm going to assume. Or if he was just nomading. Yeah his way through Tatooine. I think he was just, it seemed like he was just, yeah, off on his own at, you know, at the point where he crossed the Mandalorian's path. Which is cool. And you get the armor back. After you get the armor, you get the guns, you get the guns, you get the palace. So, yeah. Making his way through. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, that was it. That was the episode. I would say my favorite part was uh, the huts with, uh, with evil, evil Wookiee. Yeah. I'm always a fan of that. That type of like power struggle tension stuff. So I, I just yeah, we'll build that, that up for a little while, mm-hmm. and then that'll come to a head towards the end, and who knows, hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. I would say, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say that the first two episodes are probably the hardest episodes to pull off. You know, like you gotta like you have to have the first episode, which is just hard to pull off, right? Well, right now, yeah, so they're building up and... his backstory. They're building up yeah. a conflict. Um, so. You gotta have that before they launch into, you know, a full. You gotta, arc. yeah. Meet ex- everybody's too high, fast, high, so. high expectations of like because Boba ha- Boba's been high. such a a mystery all these years. Oh, yeah. and, I don't know. Coming out now, like you gotta, yep. Come out swinging, but you know, not bust at all. No, don't blow your load too early. You know, as they say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> as the as the jizz whalers say. <laughs> oh my god um but anyways yeah so again it's good it's good it's good it's not bad it's good yeah it's not perfect um, i feel like I, I i'm on the same level of like hype i guess that i was at the beginning of the mandalorian i feel like the mandalorian yeah. started out really slow too you well know? yeah but the mandalorian did one thing it ended the first episode perfectly that's true, mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. Yeah, Baby Yoda. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, fuck. there, there hasn't, what there hasn't been about? a Baby Yoda in Book of Boba yeah, Fett yet." This doesn't have it. We almost did. We almost did. We almost had a little cute little lizard oh, that was probably going to be his lizard, little buddy, yeah. and all of a sudden, boom! No, he just went up his nose and made him trip balls. <laughs> That's about yeah, it. and he did like Star Wars peyote or whatever that was. So that was uh. interesting, and then it leaves. So that was silly, but uh, but yeah, I know. Um, all right. I'm good. You guys got any closing comments on this episode? No, it's, I mean, it's definitely leaving me wanting more for sure. Like I'm looking forward to watching the next one just to know what happens and to get more of the story. But I mean, at this point, that's about it. 
I'm just looking, you know, for more of where the story goes. Yeah. Agreed. So, more, uh, more boba. Yeah, more boba. Well, if you like this conversation, it's like a quick review from our main show. Uh, but Eric, if people want to get a hold of us, how can they get a hold of us? Sure, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com and you can visit the nomadsoffantasy.com as well. All right, other than that, we're out of here. May the force be with you. This episode is brought to you by Dragon Snack Games, Buffalo's full-line hobby game store featuring one of Western New York's largest selection of board games, gaming miniatures, model paint, dice, role-playing games, collectible card games, and more. I have actually been to this place. It's massive, much bigger than you would think. Check it out. That's Dragon Snack Games.